0: And we're going to be in Genesis. We're going to be all over the Bible, though. For some reason, I said we were going to be in Job this morning. I think, but that's not. That wasn't true. I think I preached from Job last week. Maybe uh, we're in James. Uh, let's see. James 2:23 is where we're going to start. But this will be more of a topical uh, message. We're going to be all over in different portions of Scripture. Uh, and then Exodus chapter 33 is our our next text. Uh, verse that we're going to reference to and James 2 23. James 2.23. A few books right before Revelation in the back there. James 2 23. The Bible says, and the scripture was fulfilled, which saith, Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness. And he was called the friend of God. Um, I don't know that as a result of his faith that he was called a friend of God, uh, but I'm sure it didn't hurt anything. Um, But uh, there's a great title there. There's a great description or adjective that uh, the Lord uh, says here about Abraham. It says he was called the friend of God. Exodus chapter 33 and verse number 11, Exodus 33 and verse 11. It's, uh, in regards to Moses here, it doesn't necessarily call Moses, uh, the friend. It doesn't give him that descriptive, that adjective like it did, um, uh abraham necessarily but it says this in exodus 33 verse 11 and the lord spake unto moses face to face as a man speaketh unto his friend and so i think we can draw conclusion that friends speak to each other they they communicate face to face it says uh um moses did that with the lord as a man speaketh unto his friend uh, let's go ahead and pray. We'll get right into the message. Father, I need you this evening. I pray that you'd help me to communicate uh, your word, Lord. I pray that you'd uh, encourage and strengthen us, Lord. I pray that you'd bless those and, uh, that are here this evening. May your, heart, uh, may your word uh, penetrate our hearts, and may we be better as a result of having met. Would you, would you, would you encourage us? Would you challenge us? Would you correct us uh, when and if necessary? And uh, may we draw closer to you, God, we need you, and uh, Lord, we desire to be your friend in Christ's name, amen. Uh, by way of introduction, I want to give you a few statements about friends. The title of the message here this evening is The Friend of God, The Friend of God, how we can be a friend of God, and, and how our friendship relationship ought to parallel that Of a friendship with God and so I want to give you a few statements as we get started I'm aware of the time and so uh, you don't have to rubberneck back there most of you can just look at your device I guess but um, number one uh, great friends are hard to find difficult to leave and impossible to forget true friends say good things behind your back and tell you the truth to your face I mean, you appreciate friends that are willing and able to do that when you need it. Um, it. It doesn't always happen, and it's a hard thing to do, and we ought to be thankful for uh, friends that can, uh, um, can come to us. And oftentimes that involves seeking the Lord first before you approach your friend. Uh, number, number three, being honest may not get you a lot of friends, but it will always get you the right ones. Good friends are like stars. You don't always see them, but you know they're always there. How many of you have a friend you know that you can always turn to? You know that through the, maybe through the span of uh, separation of geography, uh, you can always maybe pick it right back up with that person. And I know they, uh, sometimes they can be few and far between, uh, but I've got people that I can, man, pick it up where we were chatting last time. And and uh, I know that they'd be there for me. and. Um, and they they've been there for me but um, next true friendship is like a tree it's not measured by how tall it is grown but by how deep the roots have gone how many of you know that the redwoods the great redwoods mostly I think they're all in California maybe not but uh, they are they're the they're the largest living uh, things uh, that there is and uh, did you know that they're interconnected by their roots And so the root system of these gigantic living things are all connected and and intertwined, interconnected together, and they are the Mount Everest of all living things. There was a publication that had offered a prize for the best definition of a friend, and they received these statements. One was this, a friend is one who multiplies joy and divides grief. A friend is one who understands my silence. A friend is a volume of sympathy bound in flesh. And this is the one that won the prize. It it goes like this. A friend is one who comes when everyone else has gone out. How I many of you are thankful for friends? Uh, if you're married, chances are uh, your, your spouse is a friend. Children are friends. Family members can be friends. They don't, we don't have to be related, and we can have uh, friendships. But happy is the person who has a friend. Happier is the person who is a friend, and happiest is the person who is and has a friend. One of life's rewards to have, uh, greatest rewards that we can have, is is friendship. Is uh, is to have friends and. Uh, yet the greatest reward in this life is to have God as our friend. Um, flesh can only go so far. Uh, flesh can only be uh, so loyal, if you allow me to use that that uh, that terminology, I guess. But but God uh, is always there, and God desires to be a friend of ours. And God is a a friend that uh, sticketh closer than a brother, and He desires to be your friend he desires to be my friend if uh, if you don't know him as Savior already John 15 verse 13 says this greater love hath no man than this that a man lay down his life for his friends and we know that is talking about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ that he laid down his life for us he considers us his friends I want to ask you this evening as we get started do you know Christ as your friend do you know God as your friend? Do you know Almighty God? Do you know him not just as creator, not just as the one that uh, created all things in the universe, and uh, but do you know him as personal savior? Is there a time in your life when you've acknowledged your sin and then you've uh, acknowledged the fact that Christ died on the cross and he shed his blood and that blood was the payment uh, of your sins and of my sins individually and personally because that great friend laid his life down for us uh, uh, us as his friends. And this evening, I want us to examine a few scriptures about friendship and, and uh, see how that may relate to our friendship that we can have with God. And if you're taking notes here, um, we're going to have about uh, six uh, points or so that I want to give you some parallels regarding uh, this, uh, this love uh, this friendship of God, number one, is this friendship with God is an eternal friendship. Friendship with God is an eternal friendship, and that's very significant. It's not just a, a flesh-level uh, relationship. It's not just a temporary relationship that's going to fade when our bodies die. It's an eternal relationship. It's a forever relationship. It's a forever friendship. Uh, I think the Lord was the first one to invent the BFF. All right? He's the, he's the best friend forever. The Bible says in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 7, Art not thou our God, who didst drive out the inhabitants of this land before thy people Israel, and gave us it to thy seed of Abraham, thy friend Forever. He calls Abraham his friend, but then he calls Abraham his friend forever in this passage uh, that we read here. And so we see uh, the whole idea of this best friend forever, and uh, described here in this idea, uh, this friendship that God had with Abraham, uh, but uh, God desires to have friendship with us as well. That's your case as well. God wants to be your BFF. Romans 8, 38 says this, For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature. It goes on and on and on and on and on, talking about the depth of God's love for his friends. And it continues and, and finishes up with uh, all of these Things shall not be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And so uh, the friendship that we can have with God, it's an eternal friendship. It's an everlasting friendship, and it's instituted at salvation. It's an eternal friendship. It's an eternal love, and, and it's a friendship that allows for eternal life. You know, relationships in the world can be fickle, can't they? even when you think you know somebody so very well. And uh, there's been times I've let my family down, uh, many times, sadly sadly to say, Uh, mom, grandma, uh, grandparents, and my wife even, and and I'm sure my kids, Uh, relationships in the world can be fickle, friendships in the world can be fickle, and they can be fleeting, and they can be uh, very shallow at times, but God's friendship that he desires to have with us, it's an eternal friendship. It's an all-encompassing and all-abounding friendship that he desires to have with us. Even the basic levels of friendship. Uh, I think of uh, some teenagers I know, and they're bickering over ridiculous things. And how many of you have, how many have ever bickered over, over just dumb stuff with a friend? How many of you ever made this statement? You have a friend and they had something that you really wanted if if you let me have that i'll be your best friend nobody anybody i'm relating right Uh, my my boys are doing that garbage all the time if you if you do this if i can do this i'll be your best friend but uh, god doesn't do that god is a forever friend he's an eternal friend and he desires to have that that uh, personal relationship and personal friendship with us uh greater than none of no other greater than any other number two friendship with god is not earned friendship with god is not earned uh back to if you if you do this i'll be your best friend if you let me have this i'll be your best friend if you do this for me i'll be your friend you scratch my back i'll scratch yours and um what have you but Friendship with God is not earned. The Bible says in Proverbs 17, 17, a friend loveth at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. Deuteronomy 7, verse 7 says, The Lord did not set his love upon you, nor choose you. He's talking about the nation of Israel here. And a nation of Israel where is God's chosen people. And God is saying why he chose them. One of the reasons is not why, well, he's saying why he did not choose them. He's saying it's uh, you weren't more in number than any other people for you were the fewest of all people. And so it wasn't because they were so mighty and Israel was so great. God doesn't choose you to be his friend because you're so great. You're so skilled. You're so awesome. You got such a a cool car or or motorcycle or, or something like that because you're a great missionary, because you're a great employee and employer no, you know, God chooses you by the grace of God. He's chosen to be our friend. Titus 3.5 says, Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Ghost. And we can uh, love God more, and we can show God our love more, I believe. How do we, how do we show God that we love him? What's that, Alana? By obeying. The Bible says, if you love me, keep my commandments. And the way that I can show God that I love him is is by obedience. Well, God doesn't love us any more than he already does because we do certain things. That's an awesome concept, isn't it? You're not, God's like, man, you led, you got to, you led that, you were out, you passed out. How many thousand, did you say 5,000 tracks in a? At a market, five hundred, a couple, a zero shy there, but five hundred is a lot. How many of you understand five hundred gospel tracks passing out in one day is 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 a lot. But God, God doesn't say, Mr. Baker, I, or He doesn't say, Mr. Baker, uh, at all. But He doesn't say, I love you more, Keith, because you passed out five hundred gospel tracks. Kind of wish He did, uh, you know. We'd ha- we'd be out there saturating the community more, right? Or God doesn't love you anymore because you give a large offering in the in the plate. There, pastors wish that was the case. It's a joke. You guys get the joke, right? It's a joke. But but our our friendship is not earned. God just does love us, and God loves you, and He loves me supremely right now. And uh, God has His love maxed out for you and he's got his love maxed out for me and the bible says greater love hath no man than this that a man lay down his life for his friends you can't earn more love you can't pay for more love you can't bribe for more love god does love you revel in that fact go home tonight before you pillow your head and say god thank you for your love god i i help me to show my love back to you as a in in reciprocation perhaps for your love God uh, just loves you friendship with God is not earned number three if you think about this a lot of these here there are parallels with friendships and the value of the friendship that we should have with people here as well our friendship with with our, our our earthly friends it ought to be an eternal friendship that's what that's what makes those close personal Friendships when I said how many of you have a friend you can turn to or or think about that you can pick up the conversation with after you've been separated for so long. Uh, It's it's eternal. It's a friendship. Uh, It's 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 a wonderful thing. Friendship with God. Number three advances when we are friendly with God. Friendship advances when we are friendly with God. How many of you anybody ever had a blood brother? willing to admit it <laughs> yeah i shouldn't have mentioned that now my kids are going to be like what's that dad <clears throat> i want a blood brother probably for some old indian uh watching an indian movie right cowboys and in indian movie well that was on my last point I, I i forgot to mention that but um it's a it's a it's a tight bond there and, and uh god for all practical purposes he's a blood brother isn't he He's a a blood father. He's a blood savior. Um, Number three, friendship with God advances when we are friendly with God. When we are friendly with God. What do I mean by that? Look at uh, Proverbs, Proverbs 18, verse 24. Proverbs 18, verse 24. I was just talking to somebody, or maybe I overheard somebody talking about this. Proverbs 18, 24, the Bible says, A man that hath friends must show himself friendly. And there is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. Somebody's talking about maybe not having so many friends or, or something of that, but it, 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 it works on both ends. Uh, to, to be a friend, we must first show ourselves friendly. And friendship advances with that, that friendliness. When the, when the friendship is reciprocated, um, God doesn't love us anymore, but I'm sure it's pleasing to God when we desire to be his friend, reciprocate the friendship back to him. Malachi one six says, a, a son honoreth his father, and his servant his master. Um, if then I be a father, where is mine honor? And if I be a master, where is my fear? Saith the Lord of hosts unto you. And then down in verse number 13 of... Uh, uh, Malachi uh, chapter 1 it says you said also behold what weariness is it and you have snuffed at it uh, saith the Lord of hosts and ye brought that which was torn and the lame and the sick and thus you brought an offering should I accept this of your hand saith the Lord the idea the prophet is talking about those that would bring offerings to the Lord and they were not they're not perfect offerings they weren't perfect sacrifices that God uh, requires and uh, they're, they were they were only half heartedly obedient. They might as well not have brought an offering at all. And uh, so the Lord is saying, "You expect me to accept that? You expect me to reciprocate? You're not reciprocating your love to me here." Jeremiah chapter two thirty two, the Bible says, "My people have forgotten me days without number." Friends don't forget about each other. You know, time may pass. But you always remember that friend. There may be distance uh, between you, but uh, but uh, but but you know uh, the friendship and the camaraderie that you shared uh, with that person, and and that same uh, friendship is a friendship we ought to have and desire to have with God. A great friendship involves going out of the way to be together. It's not forced and it's not coerced. It's not put on or Merely made to happen, the fellowship flows uh, and the friendship flows out of a heart of love and uh, um, uh, a heart for love uh, for God. A heart of love for God. Number four, we're almost done here. Friendship with God is tested when God rebukes us. Friendship with God is tested when God rebukes us. Turn to Proverbs 27, Proverbs 27, and then in verse number uh, six here, Proverbs 27, verse six, it says, Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. There's been times in my life where I've had people that I I know are are doing wrong stuff, and uh, man, I don't I don't I can't stand a a, a two-faced person, a liar, and and uh, just hard to hard to deal with. Just man, be truthful. You don't you don't like this person or this, just acknowledge and admit it, and and uh, we'll get over it or what without going into a bunch of details, but I, uh, I appreciate I appreciate the, the wounds of a friend. I appreciate the truthfulness of, of a true friend. Um, and it says, the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. James chapter four, verse four says, ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that the friendship of the world is uh, enmity with God. Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. John chapter 15, verse 14 says, Ye are my friends, if ye do whatsoever I command you. Proverbs 3.12 says, For whom the Lord loveth, he correcteth, even as a father the son in whom he delighteth. Hebrews 12.6 says, For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. We We referenced those couple of passages a week or so ago, talking about the... The uh, father-son relationship that we have uh, with God as our father and how uh, when we were his children, when we get born into his family and uh, he'll never leave us nor forsake us. But there will be times when a father needs to correct his children. There will be times when a father needs to correct his son or his daughter. And uh, if he doesn't do that, it's, it's because we're not one of his children. It, it calls him uh, uh, an illegitimate child, uh, uses the word bastard. But I, want to ask, I want to ask you, what is your response to the chastisement of God? We shouldn't flee from that. I remember Brother Moore, Daryl Moore, is a former uh, employer of mine, boss, and mentor of mine, and, and uh, he'd say that uh, I was one, one of his staff. I know he loves me very much, but he would say that I'm one of his, one of the guys that worked for him, that he corrected so many times I remember having some disagreement with him about something and and then I said something like "Well, you work with so many young people you've seen so many people in your lives so I'm just another number in your life or something like that and and uh, trying to make him feel bad I I think and I don't remember all the details but then I remember him writing me back a letter and it listed several of these proverbs of uh Rebuking and chastening and harden not your neck, you know, um, and uh, to receive correction. Well, uh, friends of God, as children of God, we ought to, we ought to learn uh, to receive correction, to learn to receive chastisement of God uh, when, when, you know, when he brings it to us. What is your attitude towards correction? Nobody likes to be corrected. How many of you like, like it when somebody tells you what to do? Tells you, don't do that. You're doing wrong. Nobody likes that. But it's a necessary thing in, in growth. It's a necessary action. Nobody likes the consequences of wrong choices and sin either. And it's a necessary thing in friendship. Friendship with God is tested when God rebukes us. Uh, number five, friendship with God enhances our environment. Friendship with God enhances our environment. Look at Proverbs 27. Just a page over uh, from where uh, we were. Proverbs 27. And then verse number 9. Ointment and perfume rejoice the heart. So doth the sweetness of a man's friend by hearty counsel. You know, it's been several years since I've been there. Actually, since I've been inside there. How many of you have been to the... Bellagio Hotel in Las Vegas, I know we have a few people, Uh, is that it? Um, But uh, the Bellagio, I lived out in Southern California when that place was first getting built, and um, it's been a while since I've been to any hotels out there, but uh, it's one of the nicest ones in my opinion, I haven't been to, I haven't stayed in a whole lot of them, but uh, there's a beautiful lobby as you go into this, uh, into this grand spectacular hotel and and there are pillars and columns in there and then there's beautiful artwork that's done with these uh colorful i don't know i guess they might be glass uh stained glass like flowers up in the feels like you're i don't know maybe like you took drugs or something <laughs> and uh like uh the, the hippie culture maybe but but um you go in there when they when they first had it it's been a while since i i went in there but when they first had it, then they have beautiful flower gardens and, and uh, exotic flowers all through this little winding lobby area. And then outside they have the, the water fountain show that uh, is, is spectacular as well. It, uh, water fountains that move, they have motion to the music, classical music and, and, and such. But you go into this place and, and a beautiful garden with these exotic flowers and as you approach them you can smell the aroma of these flowers that were in there. And I don't know if it's the same now, but I remember going when it first opened and then going maybe a year or so later and it had kind of taken its toll. It had been kind of, uh, uh, I know they pay big dollars to up, upkeep the garden, but, but I remember there'd be these little oranges growing. I don't know even know what they were, but I would, I would eat them. And then, then I, when I went a year later, uh, they weren't there anymore. They didn't have those things. I think they learned that people would eat the oranges in there. So, but anyway, you go in there you can smell this beautiful aroma of these beautiful these awesome exotic flowers and and then uh, you'd walk away and it's like you'd have that aroma all over your clothing and you'd smell like those those flowers. Well, in Hawaii is, it was uh, similar. There's a season when the plumeria's bloom. There's a season when the gardenia's bloom. And if you walk, sometimes these, uh, these plumeria trees are just enormous. And um, at, the, at the peak of their blooming, there's just the fragrance and the aroma is, is everywhere. You can walk by these and it's just the most pleasant smell that there is. And you can that smell of the pollen can rub off on you. And I think of that. Friendship with God enhances our environment. How many of you have been around somebody and just the love of God or their their walk with God just permeates you you there's people that are cheerful I know sometimes it's just their personality but but uh, the Bible says they took notice of uh, specific disciples they took notice that they had been with God that aroma can rub off on you that aroma that sweet uh, smelling Savior. Did you know that Jesus is called the Rose of Sharon? Oh, that we might be so, uh, with the Rose of Sharon that we would take that fragrance everywhere we go. That fragrance would, would, uh, permeate, uh, people, uh, and, uh, they would sense and know that we'd been with God friendships can rub uh, their sweet fragrances off onto each other proverbs 27:17 says iron sharpeneth iron so a man sharpeneth the countenance of his friend friendship with God enhances our environment number 6 and lastly friendship with God is offered to all Christians this isn't just a relationship that's reserved for the pastor this isn't a relationship that's just reserved for key members of the church or people with a, uh, a title and, and, uh, certain folks, uh, the, this, this relationship is offered to everybody that carries the title Christian. Anybody that's born into the family of God, you can have a friendship with your God. He's not a, he's not a dominant tyrant up in heaven, seeking to look down to control, like maybe a, Uh, master marionette uh, uh, puppeteer. He desires to be our friend. One of my favorite hymns is, uh, uh, Jesus is all the world to me. And one of the last verses, it's uh, uh, maybe the chorus, Jesus is all the world to me, my life, my strength, my all. He is my strength from day to day. Without him, I would fall. And then it concludes, he's my friend. Yes, he's my God. Yes, he's my creator. Yes, he's my savior. But he desires to be my friend. And I want to, I desire to be his friend as well. John 15 verse 15 says this. Henceforth, I call you not servants. For the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth. But I have called you friends. For all things that I have heard of my father, I have made known unto you. God wants to have a friendship with you. He wants to have a friendship with me. He wants to have a friendship with his creation, uh, with his his redeemed people. He desires to have a friendship with. And he doesn't want to lord over us. He doesn't want to manipulate and and control you. Uh, He wants a close, mutual relationship and friendship that goes back and forth in harmony and sync and a relationship that, you can choose to have with him the friendship that is secured with christ though it's costly it cost the father greatly and it cost christ his life the bible says in first peter chapter 18 it says for as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers but with the precious blood of christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. I wanna ask you in closing, are you walking in friendship with God? Are you walking in fellowship with your friend? Are you walking in tune and and yielded to the spirit of God in your life as your friend step by step? Are you walking with him? Are you following your friends leading? And uh, are you yielding to the correction when it comes? And are you trusting him? Are you in friendly fellowship and harmony with Christ? Let's bow. Father, thank you for your